Hello, welcome to this podcast, The Dentist Profit Playbook. I'm your host, Dr. Harry Singh, helping you grow your facial aesthetic business. Um, what I'm going to talk about now in this episode is the patient journey, and it's divided into two parts. The first part, which we'll cover in this podcast, is the patient journey before they actually come to your clinic and see you. And part two, which will be in the next episode, we'll actually talk about the consultation process, because where people go wrong, they look at the patient journey and they start from when the patient enters the door. The actual patient journey starts way before um, they enter your clinical door. So um, I'm going to use a um, quote from Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart, and he says, there's only one boss, the customer, or in our um, case, is the patient, and he can fire everybody in the company from the chairman on down simply by spending his money somewhere else. So without our patients, we would have no job, no career, no clinic. So what we look at in the patient journey, we'll look at all the touch points, taking from interest to research, to initial inquiry, to visit, to treatment, to follow up. So I'm gonna repeat that. All the touch points, the touch points start from when they're interested in your services, to researching about you to making that initial inquiry. Then the second part is to visit the treatment and the follow up there. So first touch points there. So people will be researching you on various media platforms, social media, brochures, website. So you need to have a compelling website. But before you have a compelling website, you need to be found on the search engines. So exercise I always do is type in a key treatment that you offer, maybe toxin or dermophilus, type in your town and see where you occur. Obviously that's a topic for another subject, but SEO, Google Maps, Google Reviews will all help your rankings. It's no use having a swanky website if no one sees it. Then what you want to do with your website is have a couple of things. You want a lead generation. Most people, when they're researching, are not ready to buy now, but we don't want to lose that data. On average, about 80% of people that come to your website are not ready to buy now. So what we want to do is capture their data so we have a lead generation website. We say something along the lines of, and you've seen this, please leave your name and email in exchange you'll get a valuable report, a template, a video, action sheet, etc. So it's called a lead generation magnet. Then the second part about your website is you want to put yourself in the patient's shoes. Where us clinicians go wrong, we talk about our treatments, the solution. The patient, the visitor, does not know what solution they need. They only know the problem they're facing. So change your website tabs to problems, fine lines and wrinkles, loss of volume, thin lips, poor skin complexion, acne, rosacea, etc. So have the problems, talk about the problems, not the solutions. The patient does not know what solution. Then promotional material. Have high quality promotional material that patients can take away. What we found, a higher the quality of branding material we give out, one, the longer the patient keeps it, and two, the more likely they are to pass it on to their friends and family. Then we want to look at a telephone. How is your telephone answered there? We'll be doing another episode purely on the telephone. One, make sure the telephone is answered, especially at busy times. 
most busy professionals will phone you at lunchtime. And the worst thing a clinician can do is close the phone, close the practice at lunchtime, have a staggered lunch break. So between 12 and 2, the phone is always answered by someone. And what we tell our frontal desk um, receptionist is your goal is not to sell the whole treatment plan. Your goal is to get the patient in through the door. Get them in through the door, we can work our magic. So we don't want our receptionist to give out too much information. Obviously, they need to be educated, but they don't want to give out too much information, but it just ends up like a table tennis match. So as I said, the only goal of our frontal desk is to get the patient through the door, offer the free consultation, talk about our USP. So I divide the telephone call into three parts. The first part is to build rapport, listen to the patient, what's their needs, their wants, their desires, the problems they're facing, the solutions that they want. And that leads us to the second part, discuss solutions, but we lay in such a way that you're inviting the patient for the consultation. And we will say to a reception, say, I'm not on the clinical side. Um, we can't determine how much you need, how many units or exactly what you'll need until we see you face to face. Do you want to book in a consultation? If it's free, mention it's free. And then the third part is your USP. Why should they come and see you? There's a lot of competitors. Do you have a new technique, a free car parking? Do you open in the evenings when no one else is? Do you open on the weekends? It doesn't have to be anything big or wow, but something that makes you stand out that your competition doesn't do. So it's three parts of telephone call, but the ultimate goal is to get them through the door, not to sell them a treatment plan. Build rapport, discuss solutions, and make sure your receptionist tells that caller your USP. Now, another way a patient can contact you is via emails. And exactly the same theory based on emails as we did for the telephone. One, the goal of the email is to get them through the door, not to have a ping pong match, keep on answering questions. Same again as the telephone. Build rapport, what are their needs, wants, desires. Discuss your solutions and then discuss your USP. And then finally, before they come in for the consultation or treatment, we will do a pre-assessment call. And this is done by the clinician themselves. So the day before, we will phone every single new patient. Doesn't matter if they come in for consultation or treatment. A couple of reasons we do this. One, it builds better rapport. And what we found is because they've spoken to us, our FTA failed to attend and short notice cancellations has dropped dramatically. It was quite good anyway, but we get less than say 1% of patients not coming or cancelling short notice because we've spoken to them the day before. Two, the reason for this call is not to discuss any treatment, any concerns, is to make sure they know where we are and where to park. Put yourself same again in the patient's shoes. When they're going to a new place, they're going to say, okay, where, how do I get there? Is there a car park? If there is a car park, is it a free car park? Um, is it a paid one? If it's free, how much, how many hours do I get for free? Do I need to bring change? Do I need to pay by card? So one, we tell them where we are. And if they're coming by car, we tell them where the nearest car park is and whether it's free or they need to pay for it. 
Second thing we do, we've done a short video of me parking in the car park and walking towards my clinic. Because even though you've told them where the car park is, they may still be stressed out, panicking, am I in the right car park, which way do I go? Because there could be many exits from that car park. So by sending that video, when they park the car, they know what landmarks to see. Same again, it makes you stand out compared to your competitors. There. So this is the first part of the patient journey. One, the importance of the patient. Without them, you'd have no job. We want to look at their, all the touch points they have with us, the interest, the research, the initial inquiry, the visit, the treatment, the follow-up. As said in the next uh, podcast episode, we'll talk about the consultation. But what you want to do is list all the ways that the potential patient could interact with you. Is it by your website? Make sure you have some lead generation to capture their data. Make sure it's problem space, not solutions. Are they picking up flyers or leaflets? What's the quality of your branded material? Same again with the branded material. Make sure it's problems facing, not solutions based. How is your telephone handled? What is your busiest times? Make sure someone is there to answer the phone. Three parts, rapport, solutions, USP. Do you get patients emailing you? How do you handle that? Same structure as a telephone. The goal is to get them through the door for the consultation, not to sell the whole treatment plan. It's the same again, you're looking at rapport, solutions, and your USP. List other ways that patients could interact. Do they send you a private message on Instagram or Facebook? Same theory, rapport building, solutions, USP. Then once they book, always do a pre-assessment call with a clinician the day before. Build a rapport to tell them where to park, if it's free or paid. So in the next episode, I'm going to be talking about the actual consultation. The patient is in your chair now. Um, how do you maximise the perfect patient journey with a consultation? So I look forward to speaking to you next time.